grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Welcome. Hello everyone. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to be catching up on all the royal news that we have missed over the past two weeks. And we're talking about that infamous gold dress. So stay tuned for the royal news. We would love it if you would like, listen, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcast. So if you're listening on Apple, please give us a five-star review and please comment because this really boosts the algorithm and makes us visible to more people. We'd love to grow the royal community. We love talking to all of you as well. So if you're not, please follow us on Instagram at Keeping Up With The Windsors Pod, or you can email us at keepingupwiththewindsorspod at gmail.com. So last week we had our Crown Season 1 special and we hope you all enjoyed that because it took us a long time to (laughs) film and for Michelle to edit. (laughs) Yeah, and do you know what? I was actually very, very happy about the Crown turning up because I've now got the the cold of all colds. So I'm sorry if I sound very like uh, Phoebe from Friends with sticky shoes (laughs) right now. (laughs) Honestly, I'm going to try and soldier on through, but I'm I'm going to apologize right now for my nasal sound today. Rachel's going <laughs> to take the helm. So. <laughs> That's been really good because it gave my voice a rest because I was not talking last week at all. So it was a blessing in disguise. And we're so happy, actually, that you've all really enjoyed it. We've had some really good feedback from the Crown episode. And we also had a Royal Community member message us, didn't, didn't they, Rachel? Lovely Jean from Canada. Yeah, so Jean messaged me and she said... I loved revisiting The Crown with you last week. I agreed with your thoughts on the series and now want to sit down and start watching again. Yeah. Likewise, Jean. (laughs) Season two. (laughs) Like you, I think the music is a huge part of the drama from the opening credits to the incidental pieces that crop up from time to time. I watch for the scenery and fashion too. Princess Margaret had the most lovely wardrobe, in my opinion. And can I also say a podcast that has the phrases hanky panky and how's your father included gets my vote? <laughs> that is, uh, those are typical British phrases, FYI, if you're yeah. listening to anywhere else in the world. <laughs> I look forward to listening to your podcast each week. And it's like sitting down and chatting with friends and having a little thing that brings me closer to home. So thank you. Aww. So thank you so much, Jean. That was much appreciated. And um, we was really happy. Like I messaged Michelle and I said, oh, isn't this lovely? Yeah. And I was laughing uncontrollably at the hanky panky and how's your father bit? And then started <laughs> coughing. It's obviously the cold. But it was just so lovely to hear Jean reminiscing about the crown as well. But also, you know, having a bit of a laugh about Britishisms, which uh, come through. Obviously, we think they're normal, obviously. <laughs> We don't realize they're not normal <laughs> so yeah so maybe uh, when you listen to us sometimes you don't understand like a certain phrase let us know and we'll maybe explain it to you <laughs> so let's keep up to date with the royal family because there's lots been going on over the last two weeks starting with princess beatrice and her husband Edo, who shared their daughter's name sienna elizabeth mapelli mozzi 
and Sienna. We never would have guessed that. Yeah, I mean, my guess was Isabella Alice. So I was wrong on all accounts. <laughs> I think we got the Elizabeth right, didn't we? We we predicted Elizabeth as the middle name and I kind of think that was a given really. Yeah, and such a lovely name as well. So it's great that we have the announcement of the birth and now we know that her name is Sienna. And Beatrice actually wrote on her socials, we are doing well and Wolfie is the best big brother to Sienna. Oh, how lovely. So Wolfie is the nickname of Christopher Wolf, who is Beatrice's, quote, bonus son. Yeah, he's her stepson. So it's wonderful that they're a family and they're all getting on so lovely as well. On the 1st of October, the Queen and Prince Charles planted a copper beech tree at the Balmoral Cricket Pavilion for the official first day of planting season for the Queen's Green Canopy Initiative. Woo! I was so excited about this initiative. Did they say good luck tree? I didn't see this. Now he, oh, do you know what he, he actually... Um, he didn't say good luck tree, but he did tap the tree and he remarked there was ponies behind the tree and would they be scared of the tree? And the queen said, no, <laughs> actually, they're quite, you know, they're OK. So he did remark about the, the welfare of the tree and he tapped the tree, <laughs> but he didn't say good luck tree. But good we're going to say tree, it's a tree believe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they also met with school children who were doing the Junior Forester Awards and they're from the Balmoral Estate and they were talking to the Queen and to Prince Charles during the engagement. This was super cute and there is a video of this little girl handing a scrapbook with all like the leaves and stuff she collected and the Queen said, oh, I'll, I'll read this whilst I'm on the train because she was heading from Balmoral yeah. back to London and I was like, yay, yeah, I love it. So she, no, she was on the way from Balmoral to Edinburgh because she said, I'll read this on the train to Edinburgh. Edinburgh, that's right. Yes, yes, you are right there. Oh, yeah, it was brilliant. It was nice to see them as well, wasn't it? You know, it was a very blustery Scottish day. So she had a scarf moment, Rach. Yeah, headscarf. I was loving that. Absolutely <laughs> loving it. Was it a Hermes scarf? Do you know, Rach? I'm not sure. It probably was, knowing the Queen. She has probably got yeah. a vast collection of them. To be in that wardrobe, Rachel, to be in that wardrobe. Uh, I was reading um, the Angela Kelly book the other day that I've got. It's called The Other yeah. Side of the Coin, and it's all about the Queen's wardrobe. She is the Queen's official dresser, and it's just so nice to look back on photos. She's been working for the Queen for over 20 years. So if you're interested in the Queen's fashion, then I would definitely recommend picking up this book because it's got a wealth of information, and this woman works with the Queen on a daily basis, so she knows the pr Queen pretty well by this point. The Queen accompanied by the Duke and Duchess of Rothsay, obviously Prince Charles and Camilla in Scotland, um, to open the sixth session of Scottish Parliament on the 3rd of October. Yeah, and she actually um, read out a speech and she said, I have spoken before of my deep and abiding affection for this wonderful country and of the many happy memories Prince Philip and I always held of our time here. It is often said that it is the people that make a place and there are a few places where this is truer than in Scotland, as we have seen in recent times. We found out Camilla has a new patronage with the charity Silver Stories and they revealed a new initiative called Social Listeners where young school children can read to isolated old, older people over the phone once a week. Um, this, this is just a great initiative because it brings you know, so much life to the older community. I think having that interaction um, with a younger person just puts a bit of a, um, a spring in the step. Yeah, and also the young school children are practising their reading 
with the isolated older people and the isolated the, the older people are helping the school children and they're helping the the um, older people so it, it honestly it feels like such a win-win with this initiative so well done silver stories um if you need any of the links and patronages um that we mentioned in the podcast they're linked in the show notes and the Duke and Duchess of Rothsay have been very busy, as usual, with various engagements in Aberdeenshire and Edinburgh, from touring markets and to championing Scottish businesses and Scottish produce. Now, as we've said at the start of the show, because we missed a week last week, we don't want to go into every single engagement. There was a lot. Every single engagement, we will be here forever. <laughs> so uh, we're just picking out a few of the highlights from the last two weeks. And on the 6th of October, it was Prince's Trust Day, hosted by Magic FM radio station, spreading the word about the wonderful work of the charity and how you can get involved too. Yeah, this was, I saw a lot of this over on Clarence House socials, actually. And it it was great because I was actually clicking on quite a few of the links and I was reading about what the charity does. I, I mean, I know quite a lot about the Prince's Trust, but it's always nice to hear how other people are involved and what motivates them, the reasons for being involved in the charity and how they're helping people in their own communities. So Catherine played a bit of tennis, didn't she? Oh, she did. She did play with tennis. And she finally met Emma Raducanu, who, as we know, is the US Open champion. She played with Alfie Hewitt, Gordon Reed, and also mm-hmm. Joe Salisbury. So I watched this engagement and all I could think was, God, I wish I had her legs. She she's coming up to she she's coming up to her forties now, uh, Catherine, and she has the body of a twenty year old. It's oh, ridiculous how legs, amazing she is. I'm just really jealous, to be honest, because <laughs> I definitely do not have that on my side. <laughs> but what I loved about this, it was including I think the the Lawn Tennis Association, yeah. and they were working with younger children who were getting into tennis. And um, Alfie Hewitt and Gordon Reed were absolutely phenomenal. I didn't know very much about them. And I started researching them for the podcast today. And they are absolutely extraordinary. They are wheelchair doubles champions, but not just that, but they've won like every single championship this year. It's remarkable, their story. And, um, you know, in, in a way, I kind of want to thank Catherine's engagement for me looking into their story more. So honestly, I would highly suggest you watch their wheelchair final from the US Open. It is brilliant. And I've never watched wheelchair tennis before, but I was so into it. I think it's fantastic and well done to them. And obviously to Joe Salisbury as well. What I loved was we saw Catherine actually playing tennis and she is good yeah even Emma remarked didn't she how good she was she's obviously got a private instructor though hasn't she come on yeah and I mean she's now president of uh Wimbledon the lawn and tennis association she can't be crap can she (laughs) she's probably got Emma on speed though isn't she like come on Emma give me a few pointers (laughs) it was it was really wonderful to see and it's so strange, actually, to see a royal with a really short skirt on. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it's a tennis skirt. I know she was very, you know, it wasn't anything. But it's so strange to see legs, if that makes <laughs> sense, on a royal. Royals. It's, <laughs> do you know what that reminds me of? Well, there's this, there's this, um, it's nothing to do. You're going to be like, why have you mentioned that? <laughs> so you sent me this TikTok the other day, and I've seen this clip loads of times. And it's when the queen is with the rest of the royal family. They're at some type of show 
and <laughs> some cows come into the arena and the queen goes cows <laughs> and when you said legs it just reminded me like legs <laughs> Oh, I think I've watched that TikTok about a hundred times. <laughs> I just find it hilarious. I just love how she gets so excited about cows. And usually he's in the background, like, yeah, Nan, calm down. Yeah, like... <laughs> oh, bless her. Uh, you know, we also saw Catherine and William in Northern Ireland visiting nursing students at Ulster University. They also went to Derry Rugby Club and had a little pint and an engagement that included Catherine holding a bird eating spider called Charlotte and William holding a snake. I was mesmerized by this engagement well can we just say the main news this week is going to be that movie premiere we'll get on to that in a bit but this engagement was the the, literally the day after and everyone was like hang on a minute (laughs) they've gone from that yeah to this and Catherine was wearing this beautiful purple trouser suit wasn't she and it looked beautiful yeah it was by um Amelia Wickstead what I loved was they were talking to the people who had um, all these animal holdings. There were goats and rabbits and all sorts there. And there was this gentleman with all these exotic animals. And they were just chatting away. And all of a sudden, Catherine said, can I please hold your spider? And he was like, yeah, OK. Yeah. And then William said, are you holding the spider? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, oh. <laughs> then she held the spider and it was called Charlotte. And they were like, oh, my goodness, it's called Charlotte. Honestly. I used to work in the spider enclosure in London Zoo. So if you ever go to London Zoo, there's a walkthrough spider enclosure with golden orb spiders in it. And I was the person standing there talking to you about the spiders and making sure no one's touching them and that type of thing. So even I've had the opportunity to hold a spider and I haven't done it because I'm like, oh, that's a bit too like. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> go Catherine, holding the spider, amazing stuff. She looked so calm as well, didn't she? She did. Absolutely so calm. And it reminded me, can you remember when back last year, when Louis, Charlotte and George did their little interview with David Attenborough? And Charlotte said, hello, David Attenborough. I love spiders. Do you love spiders too? And I was like, ah, that's probably why. Did you like my Charlotte impression? (laughs) There was like on it. You was on it right there. David Attenborough. I love it. She was the poshest out of all of them, weren't she? Really, really. Yeah, she was. And we even talk about that in the Crown special, how the accent of the royals is very specific and not everyone in Britain speaks that way hence the me talking now and Rachel with with uh, Rachel's accent but <laughs> it reminded me of that and I thought actually sh- uh, Catherine must be so used to having spiders around if Charlotte loves spiders mm. and then the, the same gentleman had this the snake and William was like I'm gonna hold the snake so he picks the snake up and he said George is going to be so jealous when we go she oh we're gonna go back and tell him we've held a snake yeah so you can tell they love animals they are so invested in animals and I was just like I love this engagement I love it so yeah. much yeah this was um again I, I wasn't expecting this engagement so soon after the movie premiere but I really enjoyed it and I think the shot of Kate with the spider that was the one that was just going round wasn't it like that was the shot for the day I think it was as well we've just had I mean we're going to talk about this in the in the royal news but we just had a fearless gold dress moment and now we've got a fearless Catherine holding a spider like can she do like she literally is unshakable yeah totally agree 
So let's move on to the Earthshot Prize. We had the first episode of the series. Did you watch this? I did watch it, yes. Yeah, it was so interesting, I thought. We've been hearing about the Earthshot Prize for a while now. And to actually see it on our TVs was great because you could actually see the work that was being put into all the initiatives. And I actually wanted to read out a quote from William. And he said, the earth is at a tipping point and we face a stark choice. Either we continue as we are and irreparably damage our planet, or we remember our unique power as human beings and our continual ability to lead, innovate and problem solve. People can achieve great things. The next 10 years present us with one of our greatest tests, a decade of action to repair the earth. And I just thought that was a really powerful statement coming from Prince William. A lot of people were saying, this is so good that William's talking out about this. And then other people were saying, well, why does he have the right to say anything about, you know, what's going on with the earth? So I'm going to like break down and tell you why William is qualified to run the Earthshot Prize. And some of this you might not know because I didn't know some of these things. So he studied geography at university and he wrote a dissertation on the coral reefs in the Indian Oceans. He created United for Wildlife, which aims to reduce illegal wildfire trade. He became patron of Tusk, working to advance wildlife conservation, which helped to play a small part in helping to end the illegal ivory trade in China. He has a first-hand knowledge through Prince Philip, his grandfather, who co-founded, as we know, WWF, and Prince Charles's work, as we know, again, who has supported the issues of sustainability and conservation in order to prolong the life of the planet. So I thought I'd mention these points because he does know what he's talking about. I think some people presume because he's a prince, he, he might not know, he might just be the figurehead of this operation. But in actuality, yes, he is spearheading the campaign, but it's great because look at all these people that have become involved. You've got Prince William, Sir David Attenborough. Sir David Attenborough has been, you know, a lifelong supporter of wildlife conservation. They've also got people like Shakira. They've got football players. They've got so many people throughout the world. Prince William does know what he's talking about. The, he wouldn't be allowed to put out something like this if he didn't. And I think that just shows the importance of the role that he is playing in this initiative. Yes. The sentence, if not me, then who mm. comes about with this? It doesn't really matter whether you're the expert, you get the experts involved. But the fact that he is, he's not on day one. He's not like he doesn't know anything about this and he's learning as he goes. He's got so much behind him already. And I think that viewpoint just comes from people who possibly and not as well in tuned with William's work. What I loved was he just did the start of it and the rest of it was the work speaking for itself. So actually, that is what this is about. This is about William bringing everyone together, using his influence and power in, in, in a positive way to spearhead this earth shot. But it's not him. It's all of the other people, exactly like with Catherine, doing the hold still project that's what Earthshot is so I feel like I, I'm really standing up for William here and saying absolutely he should be doing this he is absolutely the right person to be doing this and I, I commend him for doing this because who else is doing this when I when I watched the documentary I actually had to meditate afterwards because I was really sad 
<laughs> honestly I was like I needed to like, yeah. I felt so solemn not because of like these amazing people with these initiatives coming up to create solutions but just how dire it is and Prince Philip tried to warn us Prince Charles tried to warn us like please listen to Prince William like this is like we don't have any more chances mm. yeah let's do this yeah and finally, for the Cambridges in the Roundup, Catherine visited the University College London to hear all about the Children of 2020 study of babies in England. And this traces how they get on in their first five years and um, hopefully bringing insights and learning to what supports or hinders children's development. Catherine said about the initiative, I'm committed to supporting greater in-depth research in this vital area. and I'm delighted to be meeting all those behind the UCL study at this early stage. So again, you know, we'll keep you informed as and when we hear more about the study. Yeah, and she, let's talk about fashion for a moment. She was wearing a recycled dress from Zara, which she's worn before. And I've got to admit, it's not my favourite look from her. (laughs) I was a bit disappointed. I think because last week we had the gold dress, then we had the purple suit, and now I've got checkered Zara dress. It just doesn't match up for me. (laughs) (laughs) She was wearing some Hugo Boss stilettos, though, which were lovely. Yeah, yeah, they were nice, but I think it's just it's not it's not my style. That's why she looks she looked beautiful. She always does, but yeah, a lot of the photos going around were of her, and I was just thought, nah, it's just not for me this look. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> you do, you do. So Sophie has a new patronage, and she has become the patron of Oscar, which is a charity supporting deprived communities in India with the education of children. And she spoke virtually with the founder. Ashok and a group of children which were schoolgirls talking candidly about the struggles of learning during the pandemic. Continuing with Sophie, she also marked Menopause Awareness Month as patron of well-being of women who launched the Menopause Workplace Pledge calling on employers to support women going through the menopause in the workplace. And I just want to read out a bit of a quote from Sophie. She said, We are fabulous in our 40s and we are even more fabulous in our 50s, 60s and 70s. And we need to celebrate that and keep opportunities going for women. Here, here, Sophie. I I think menopause is such a forgotten subject. And the fact that she has shone the light on this and is helping the uh, well-being of women with this patronage is absolutely wonderful, especially because the older women that I know, it affects them so deeply to like even their self-esteem and their confidence so to have support in the workplace is so important whilst people are going through these um, hormonal changes you know they're very natural and very part of being a woman you know yeah totally and um like we've said before it's great that Sophie's shining light on it and it got a mention on their Instagram on the royal family Instagram so Yay! must be important because <laughs> they don't always make it onto the Instagram people That's right. The Earl of Wessex visited the RAF Waddington to attend a parade marking the retirement of the RAF E3D Century aircraft from service. Then he headed to inspect a new helicopter for the Lincolnshire and Nottinghamshire Air Ambulance and was talking to staff and crew about the life-saving work that they do. Um, It was nice to see the Earl of Wessex out. He's had quite a few engagements, as you did point out just now, Rach you know it doesn't always make it to the socials so I'm glad these two engagements did make it to the socials so let's move on to Princess Royal Princess Anne yes here she goes one of our (laughs) favorites so like always she was out in force she started at the Royal Air Force Academy graduation parade in Cranwell 
Then she visited the Citizens Advice Bureau in Horsham. She spent the weekend aboard HMS Albion, taking part in the exercise Joint Warrior off the Scottish coast, visiting the ship's company. And as part of the International Olympic Committee, she travelled to Paris, seeing several venues that will be in use when Paris hosts the game in 2024. So full on. And not just that. Yeah, as Colonel for the Blues and Royals, the Princess Royal watched a military equine display at the Garden Republic in Paris. And again, it doesn't stop there. She visited UNESCO and met with female scientists who took part in the UNESCO L'Oreal Women in Science program. Now, she was shown photographs of the Duke of Edinburgh's visit to UNESCO in 1988 as president of the Worldwide Fund. And to wrap up all the Anne news this week, she planted a tree. Tree Jubilee! It was the first Jubilee tree to be planted overseas in the residence of the British ambassador to France. Now, that, we didn't hear anything in episode 29 when we were talking. We didn't have any Anne news. Then all of us sudden we had everything all at once didn't we Rach it's like bam 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 <laughs> oh she was on fire so let's talk a little bit about the fact that she spent the weekend on a ship like the HMS Albion what a girl I love it she was probably in her element wasn't she <laughs> yeah she did look very at ease in the pictures that came out from that and I wonder what the ship's company thought I bet that was a different mm. weekend for them well and don't forget in the summers when they were growing up they used to holiday on the Royal Yacht Britannia didn't they so she would be very at ease on a ship yeah and when she went to UNESCO I have to remark on the wonderful woman who was showing her around. That is Parisian fashion at its finest. This lady, I'm not quite sure what her name was, but she looked incredible. She had a scarf over, like really nonchalantly, like I'm just wearing this scarf. I loved what this woman was wearing. And she was showing Anne the pictures of Prince Philip, which must have been quite emotional for her to see those pictures. I don't know. I think she's... um. Over the last few months, she's probably seen and heard a lot about her father's work and when she's visited places, because let's not forget, the Duke of Edinburgh did carry out a ton of engagements over the years. I think it would be a solace to see those photographs, actually. So that is the Princess Royal. I'm so happy that we had some, uh, well, we had a lot of news from her. And remember, that's a snapshot. She did more. I just didn't put it in there. (laughs) (laughs) there's always more from Anne always there is always more from Anne what I've also loved is we've seen the Queen because she's back from holiday now we've seen her opening the Scottish Parliament and also the Queen sent a message to the people of Canada to mark the country's first national day of truth and reconciliation we saw Her Majesty visiting the Royal Regiment of Canadian Artillery and the Guard Room at Windsor Castle. And what was great about this is we was only there a few weeks ago, standing in exactly the same spot that the Queen was standing in. Yeah, it was quite a surreal. Oh, we, we know where that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could just see it in my mind. I was, I was only there the other week. Yeah. And it is the first time the Canadian Artillery has guarded the castle and she took time to talk to soldiers and find out about their families and lives back in Canada. And Michelle, she was wearing one of your favourite brooches in the whole wide world, wasn't she? Oh, I was like so happy this brooch came out. It's the maple leaf brooch that she wears in Canadian engagements. And 
the Duchess of Cambridge wore it when she went to Canada after the the royal wedding, and it is my favorite of all of the brooches. It's just it's just so lovely. And what I loved was she just basically stuck. It looked like she was in Windsor Castle with a cardigan on, and she was like, "Oh, I've got an engagement. Yeah. Let me pop a brooch on." <laughs> put some rouge on off I go <laughs> this I feel like this is the queen's comfy at home outfit yeah but I feel like this is like her sweats like this is you know she's not going to be seen wearing jogging bottoms mm. she'll still be wearing her little skirt and little cardigan I mean to be fair I'd, I'd wear that outfit <laughs> yeah and she also had a car from the top of the uh, the castle all the way down to the bottom I was like yes going yeah. you know not even 200 meters in style I love it yeah but the thing is as well I was talking to someone on Instagram and I was saying let's not forget this woman is 95 years old yeah 95 like good on her she's she's still going I mean we've seen her today she's been at an engagement with Prince um Edward at Buckingham Palace for the Commonwealth Baton Relay yeah yeah what I loved about this engagement was she taught, she actually stopped and talked to every single one of the soldiers and very personal things as well. And she went into like where they sleep and you're like walking through where all the, I'm guessing they're called barracks. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, but just the places where you're like, oh, the queen's in our bedroom. This is quite strange. <laughs> but it was so wonderful to hear her talking. And one Canadian soldier said, oh, it's lovely to meet you again. And she looked and she was like, again oh and then she she kind of was like a bit flustered like oh um uh and he at least and she said where, where where did we meet before and he was saying about the opening of somewhere in Canada and then she's like oh yes obviously we don't know whether yeah. she knows whether <laughs> but it was just her reaction was so funny and so human oh and I mean she's 95 yeah and it's incredible and it was interesting because um the first royal canadian horse artillery took on guard duties at buckingham palace and there was a photograph that was placed on the front of the times and then when she was visiting windsor castle when she was talking to some of the soldiers there's actually a video clip of her saying oh it was very nice that the times put that photo on the yeah. front page yeah. So she's with it. Like she's reading the papers. She's watching the news. She knows what's going on. I would love to sit down and have dinner with her because she has got so many stories, met so many people. Yeah. I just love her. I've got nothing <laughs> but love for her. I've got nothing but love. Oh, do you know what? We're very, I love the fact that we've got lots and lots of Canadian news. And obviously, our uh, a lovely Jean earlier is from Canada. Well, she lives in Canada too. And Michelle, we know we have a lot of Canadian listeners, don't we? Yes. So hello to everyone in Canada right now. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for listening. It's absolutely wonderful. Did you know, Rach, that Canada is the most visited place by the Queen over the course of her reign? Really? Wow, that's surprising. Considering it's quite far away. <laughs> yeah, so out of all places, obviously other than Britain, she's visited Canada the most. Oh, so that is it. That is our lovely Royal Roundup for the last two weeks because we did miss last week. And it's just been so jam packed. And this was the highlights. This wasn't everything. You know, they really are back from holiday. They really are doing their thing. But we thought we would leave the creme de la creme for the Royal News. <laughs> I want to sing a little song right now. Gold. You know that song? No. Well, I was like, <laughs> she's so golden. Because <laughs> you know we're talking about that gold dress. So let's take it to the royal news. 
Oh, well, where where do we start, <laughs> Michelle? Where do we... Okay, I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory. So picture this, people. It's Tuesday. We already knew Charles Camilla, William and Catherine were going to be at the James Bond premiere. I kept refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. I thought, no, I'm going to have an early shower. I'm going to get ready for the Great British Bake Off. I know what's coming. So flicking through my phone and then I see this first picture come up and this is my reaction. (laughs) That was my reaction. (laughs) I literally did a little scream. I phoned you using an answer and then I was messaging a few people on the Royal community and I was like, can you believe this is happening right now? I'm talking about Catherine in that Jenny Packham gold dress. As you can probably tell, listener, I'm very excited about this. I can still, I'm not over it. I cannot get over it. <laughs> Finally, I get hold of Michelle. She phones me back and she's like, you're right, what's going on? I was like, have you seen our post? Have you seen what I've just posted? Have you not seen this? She's like, hang on a minute. And you were like, what is this? <laughs> this is, guys, this is a moment. Like, trust me when I tell the royal community was freaking out. I'm trying yeah. very hard not to use swear words right now because <laughs> when me and Michelle were on the phone, there was a few times that we both swore because we were just caught up in the moment. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, yeah I I hear what you say I'm going to raise you my my <laughs> thing so I was ill as I'm still ill but I was ill last week I'm really really bad so I was in bed I had all my tissues you know what it's like when you've got a cold and I have been refreshing refreshing all day so we had a little bit of a teaser about 007 you know Daniel Craig shaking hands with the uh, Prince Charles outside with an Aston Martin so I knew that at any point we're going to start getting pictures and I didn't know at what time because when I used to work in London sometimes the premieres were a half five and because I knew it was starting to get darker now it might be earlier so from half five onwards I was refreshing like come on come on when am I going to see it <laughs> Phil came home I sat down for dinner and I was eating my dinner and that's when I missed your call right so I went back into the bedroom I was like oh I've got a missed call from Rach call back and then you said what you just said. And then I frantically <laughs> opened up Instagram and I am not kidding. Do you know when you're really ill and you can't really say anything? You're like, hello. I went, wow, <laughs> like this the loudest wow I've ever made in my life. So much so, <laughs> Phil came running into the bedroom. What's happening? <laughs> and I was like, Catherine, she looks amazing. And he was like, oh gosh. <laughs> Not someone like you know something really tragic happens because <laughs> it was like so it was so oh. primal <laughs> I think it was I think it was because as well like we've seen we we love Catherine we love her style but I think none of us were expecting this look from her this was just on another level red carpet golden goddess who knew this was the James Bond premiere because nobody was talking about the film everyone was talking about Kate and the gold dress like everyone and Instagram was going in 
insane I was having messages from people like I was posting pictures and people like oh where did you get that picture from send that yeah. to you send that to yeah. me and you know and I was messaging people and I'm like how do you feel on a scale of one to ten and I think Christy had just put like loads of different numbers because <laughs> she, like, yeah. she was like Camilla looks amazing we'll get on to Camilla in a bit but yeah, we let's, will. you know so just, just for just for context, Christy runs the Burkhill with Love account on Instagram. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. She's a Charles and Camilla um, fan account. Yeah. Oh, it was just there was the shot. The first shot that I posted on Instagram was the four of them together. Yeah. And I was just and I was like, this is a moment. Like I think I wrote on our post, Kate's like a golden goddess. Camilla's stunning in blue. Prince Charles had the like bond, like the pose going down. And William, he just, they just, it was just the perfect photo. It was just absolutely incredible. And then let's go into detail of this gorgeous, stunning dress because this dress, guys, I'm still not over it. I'm not going to be over it in a year, 10 years time. (laughs) It's just not happening. And I think my favorite dress of Catherine's was her Jenny Packham dress. Um, that she wore just after the wedding and it was pink with silver embellishments I thought she could not look any more stunning than she did on that and then this happens this iconic liquid gold am I an Oscar in in human form dress it was incredible absolutely incredible it wasn't until uh, the day or so after that we actually found out that Jenny Packham was releasing a collection in honour of James Bond's 60th anniversary. And all of the dresses that she designed had been inspired by certain Bond films. And the dress Kate wore is actually called Goldfinger. And you can buy this dress for just under £4,000. It's a steal. <laughs> so if you- you know, if, if you want it, then, you know, I guess you can go and buy it if you've got a spare four grand in your pocket. <laughs> but it's actually not the whole dress, is it? Because they've taken the cape from one design and the dress mm. from another and combined it. Yeah. The one thing that really speaks true of this dress is the tailoring. The tailoring on this dress is remarkable. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. She just, it just fit her like a glove. And the details, I think you said there was one point you was like, we was on the phone and me and Michelle was on the phone for a good half an hour just talking about this dress, <laughs> FYI. And you were like, kind of like, oh, I wish it, I wish it was a bit sparkly, sparklier. And then I was like, Michelle, and I, let me send you this photo. I sent you the photo and you were like, actually, yeah, you were like, it sparkles. <laughs> well, the reason I said that is because, do you know, you've got like the real encrusted embellishments on the shoulder. I wanted that to go all the way down the dress rather Mm. than taper out into like into less detail at the bottom. I wanted it to be like full on Beyonce, bam, you know, like bam. But actually thinking about it, I mean, come on, it, it was incredible. Yeah. And there was one point you said, cause I said, oh, it's a cape. And you were like, is it a cape? Like, I'm not sure. And then I sent, there's a shot that we've got on our Instagram and it's a back shot of her walking up the stairs and she's kind of like turned around and you were like, this is yeah. standout. This is just yeah. a wow moment. And this is going to be talked about when we're looking back in, at Kate's fashion in 50 years time, this dress is still going to, it's going to be in the top five, I think. I actually you know, I've always said about the the pink Jenny Packham. I've said about the wedding dress. Um, I even said about her um, her dress at Wimbledon. 
this is for me beats her wedding dress 100 mm. percent I, I hate to say that because that is an iconic dress moment for for Catherine but for me the gold dress will it's gonna it's gonna have to be the dress of all dresses to beat the gold dress yeah but you know why it's because I think this was a turning point in the way in which we view Catherine not in the way that she views herself because we've seen when she's introduced big change start small this year when we've seen her take the presidency of the of Wimbledon for instance when we've seen her with all of the engagement she's taken on with her um abseiling a couple of weeks ago you know with the kids and the mountain biking we're seeing the wholeness of her obviously when she started within the royal family she's had to earn her stripes and I think she's coming into her own now there was these lots of statements of her like this is the future queen you know but she's always been that but whether we've actually seen that within her I think it's taken the gold dress for us to actually realize this is the next phase in our monarchy and I also think because of Prince Philip's passing the fragility of the royal family especially as well with Meghan and Harry leaving has put a lot of doubts in people's minds about where the monarchy is going to move forward and when the four of them stood there Bear in mind, this is a 007 Bond premiere. They outshone Daniel Craig. I mean, don't get me wrong, a little side note, I think he looked fabulous and I loved his jacket. But when they were stood there, the four of them, such an iconic moment, it really solidified not only the fact that Catherine is, that was her stand-up moment. There's this woman who have come from absolute obscurity. She's not part of aristocracy. She's very rich. She's very privileged, but she was never part of the upper class. And here she is, not only standing with two future kings and a future queen consort, but actually outshining them all. And I don't mean that in a, she was better than them way, but we looked to her first yeah. than the others. What I also thought was Camilla looked absolutely amazing and this also is her iconic moment I actually started singing let it go to you because I, I was like oh my god I remember I was like, she's like Elsa from Frozen yeah it was do you know when Elsa starts singing mm. let it go I felt like that was what Camilla was like like that was her stand-up moment and she looked amazing I've never seen her makeup look as amazing as it did I think she looked beautiful in that dress another thing to note I'm on a, I'm on a roll now Rach another <laughs> thing to note about it is there wasn't any sexiness in any of it it just oozed authenticity confidence and a regal air there was a class about it there was this feeling of this is royalty this is what we're about this is this is actually the future. I want to take it back to Catherine. I totally agree with what you said earlier on. You said, you know, she's coming up to her 40s. And I feel like this is probably the most comfortable that she's been. And even though she's wearing this, wow, bam, dress, it's her inner confidence that really shone through. Yeah. She wasn't, she didn't have to stand there in a sexy pose. It was just like, this is her moment. I agree. I think this might even top for me the wedding dress. Yeah. I loved the wedding dress. And I was, and I even said to you, 
it was I think it was everything it wasn't just the dress it was the whole outfit her makeup I said it looks like she's wearing false eyelashes and we zoomed on in the photo and we were like yeah she's definitely wearing yeah she looked so bronzed like but it wasn't overdone her updo was insane it was impeccable the twists and the curls in the hair it was just all together it was just like the biggest tick I could have ever have hoped for I was not expecting this look I knew she'd look fabulous but I was not expecting this and I think this is why people were talking about it so much even if I mean I showed it a few days later to my dad and my brother and my brother was like wow, she looks great. Like, And he's like, it's not like he, you know, is a massive fan of the Royals, but even he was like, yeah, she looks good, you know? And for people that are not interested in fashion, but for us, you people that love fashion and we love talking about it and we love seeing it. We say it time and time again, whatever she wears, if we don't agree with what she's wearing, she still looks fabulous. But for me, oh, it was a mwah. It was, yes, come on, Kate. It was a chef's kiss. Yes. Another few points to make about this. Something that I said on our phone call, Rach, was it was like Helen of Troy moment where she was the face Mm. to launch a thousand ships. That was her Helen of Troy moment. It was so iconic. And also we've had another iconic moment from her this year, which I think some people forget. It was that picture of her in the car on the way to Prince Philip's funeral. Yes. We're seeing her in a very different way this year. And what I loved on the socials when they played, they had the video when they played the 007 music and she was walking with the music. I was like, yeah, let's be honest. Bond girl. Yes. I was just about to say, we've had her this week on an engagement with Emma Raducanu, who's an 18 year old looking you know, just as good as her. We've now had her, you know, next to Bond girls and she looks absolutely radiant. Like, there is there anything she can't do? Is there anything this woman can't no, do? at this point, no. There's, <laughs> she, she, can, she can't do no more. This is the pinnacle. This is it. At this moment in time, this, I think the next decade, we're really going to see Catherine queen consort in the making be just being more pavilion and more out there and we don't get red carpet moments from the royals that often so I think this was like a big moment and this is why everyone was freaking out yeah I mean I could talk another two hours about this dress about this look I just I have no fault in it whatsoever let me move on to Camilla though because like you said Camilla it was the best she has looked I totally agreed yeah. with that she was wearing that beautiful dress looked like Elsa from Frozen in a good way by the way not, not in a bad way yeah exactly yeah it was designed by Bruce Oldfield and she was sporting a diamond fringe brooch which was once part of Queen Victoria's collection and it was last seen in 1971 worn on the Queen Mother wow and actually that's something we haven't mentioned about Catherine her jewellery very minimalist beautiful earrings which we've seen on the pakistan tour yeah they were the earrings of by inata i hope i've pronounced that right and she was wearing aquazura pumps i know we're talking about camilla but i want to actually quickly mention catherine's jewelry it wasn't over the top it it literally was earrings she had a like yellow ring on it's just everything was just absolutely impeccable okay let's talk about camilla's dress then one thing i loved about camilla 
And something that she did say in the Prince Philip documentary was on BBC um, two weeks ago was how she's learned to be a future queen consort from Prince Philip. And you can so see that in this. She is shining, but she's still very tastefully allowing Charles to take the the, the stand. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel though, <laughs> you know... <laughs> That Catherine could have just gone to that event by herself, couldn't she, really? <laughs> because <laughs> although they all look good, and you know, William was sporting the velvet jacket again, wasn't he? Because <laughs> I said, Oh, he's love velvet that velvet jacket. jacket. And Charles, he looked very dapper, like you know, he, he looked great, they all did, but you couldn't take your eyes off of Catherine. And this is the thing, this is why we're still talking about it. Like, Camilla looked great, she looked beautiful best she's ever looked like it, it honestly is the best is she the has best she's ever said, yeah. looked best red yeah. carpet moment from Camilla best outfit I've seen her in the color just suited her complexion um it really brought out the color in her eyes her makeup was beautiful it wasn't too much it wasn't you know it, it, the whole thing she was wearing show pad earrings just wanted to add that in as well yeah her whole look was stunning but I think her makeup was beautiful. The makeup was Absolutely so good. Beautiful. So good. Had Catherine worn a different dress, maybe we would have been talking about the four of them more. But yeah, whoever her stylist is deserves an award right now. Give whoever styles her an Oscar. Give Jenny Packham an Oscar for this moment alone because it's going down in history. I tell you the one thing, though. It's interesting to see the dynamic between Camilla and Charles versus Catherine and William. Catherine and William, they stand side by side. And as a queen consort, you want, you're expecting her to take that step back and allow William to shine. But actually their power is in their togetherness, is in their confidence and their authenticity as a couple. And with Camilla and, and Charles, I know they're from a different time, but it's a very different dynamic but each work for them in, in their own way. And what I absolutely loved was, I think what we saw with Catherine was she, although the dress was amazing, it was still all about Catherine. She was shining her lights, the brightest I've ever seen it. And I think that's the reason why it outshines Jenny, the other Jenny Packham dress that I loved and the wedding dress is because she wasn't that assured about herself. Whereas this one, she was like, when she greeted Charles, it was so warm and affectionate. It wasn't just a peck of like, oh, hi, how are you doing? It was like, oh, you know, hi, we're here, you know, I'm glad you had a safe journey. Yeah. But the way in which as well, her and William interacted, it was more than just a dress. It was more than just a picture. It was her. It was the way in which she stepped into her greatness and the way in which she was so just at ease with who she was. But I'm telling you what, there wasn't one bit of self-doubt when she walked that carpet. She was surrounded by people who were so, so famous. She was surrounded by James Bond. James Bond. James Bond. And we're talking about her that says everything. And I want to make this point. I want to make this point really clearly. The one thing that's annoyed me the most, I see people comparing Catherine to Princess Diana, to Meghan, to Camilla. Can't people just be themselves and have their own style moments? You know, 
Camilla, for instance, incredible style moment. Allow Camilla to have her moment. Allow Megan to have her moment on stage at Global Citizen. Allow Catherine to have her 007 moment. Why are we always having to compare women with other women? Just allow them to be who they are and to shine their light bright with who they are themselves. This is a great example of that. And I, I'm, a, I'm a confidence coach. So I, I'm one of those people that it, when, I'm, when I'm coaching, I'm going to be saying, this is how you do it. Because that to me was the most perfect example of being good in your skin you know, being comfortable with who you are, just showing up and being yourself. And that's what was great about this moment. She wasn't being anything else. She wasn't putting a bravado on. She was just being herself, being amazing and actually going, I know I look good and I, I feel good. And that's good enough for me, you know? When they had the royal lineup, um, this is when the actors meet the royals. Um, she got to Daniel Craig and he said, you look jolly lovely. And I'm thinking, yeah, mate. <laughs> you've noticed she does look blooming jolly lovely. <laughs> and one little fun fact we know about Daniel Craig is he's actually slept overnight in Windsor yeah. Castle, hasn't he? He has. <laughs> so yeah. easy goats with the royal family. Yeah. And we know that because when you go on the tour of Windsor Castle, it actually said it on the audio guide, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was like random fact to know. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah I think what you said was just just perfect and yeah I agree there was a lot of comparisons with Diana like anytime she wears oh she gives birth to Prince George and she's wearing a blue spotted dress oh Diana wear a blue spotted dress she's wearing a gold dress at you know the James Bond premiere oh well Diana wore a gold dress yeah well it's the James Bond premiere what else is she gonna you know go as you know exactly I know like give the woman a break but she no one can take away this night from her no one anyone that tries to say otherwise well we'll just agree to disagree but I think it's very different to go oh that that dress isn't my style and that's fine that's your opinion like yeah don't take away the actual moment and the importance of the moment and the significance of the moment because it's kind of like you know in the devil meets Prada and it's like well this isn't just a blue belt yeah it's that moment this isn't just a gold dress this is this is a moment this isn't just about a dress this is about a person stepping into the next phase of her life yeah yeah and us seeing her in a very different way than we've seen her before you know she's not weighty katie she's not you know the person who's got a party planning mother and father or whatever she's our future queen consort and we're really proud to have her in the royal family couldn't have said it better myself i think we should leave it there because we could probably wax lyrical <laughs> for hours about this couldn't we <laughs> So Royal Community, we know that you loved this dress because as we said, we saw it all over Instagram. But do you agree with what we have said today? Let us know over on at Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod on Instagram or email us at keepingupthewindsorspod at gmail.com and let us know because we love talking to you. This is what it's all about. Let's start a conversation. Let's let us know your opinions. Yeah, just remember if you are listening on Spotify to like the episode, favorite it. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to leave us a five-star review and to just share it on any of the socials. Wherever you're listening, please support the podcast by liking, sharing and subscribing and doing all the things. It's so important for us to build the Royal community and we would love to have your help in doing that in any which way we can. So thank you in advance. So that's it for this week. 
hopefully you was enjoyed the excitement with us of the iconic gold dress and until next week we'll see you on keeping up with the winters, winters.